Welcome along. We uh, bring you our first session here on Full Time. Big good morning going out to all of you out there. Of course, uh, welcome along to the show. We'd like to send a shout out going out to our sponsors, Racetrack Motors, down there on Racetrack. Want to send a big uh, kia ora going out, of course, to our man Reno Wilkinson joining us up there in Pidal. Kia ora, bro. Yeah, morning, morning, boys. Uh, good to be back here on this beautiful uh, Saturday morning and you're yeah, back with our full time. Indeed. Also joining us from over there in Australia, we have our man JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morena, bro. Hi, morena, Keithy. Morena to you, Reno, there in Pyro, and uh, to everyone out there listening. Have a happy Saturday. Indeed. Great weekend, hopefully, we're looking forward to. Anyway, um, now, Jace, I know that you, you, <laughs> you've been, um, I don't know whether you would call it concern or um, uh, you've been, kept, been keeping abreast of some of the changes that are happening in Tūranga, uh, on Tūranga FMA. Oh, there's a bit of... Hey, mate, I did hear the word breast. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm all about that and the thighs down from KFC. Yep. Yeah, but times ahead, I saw Walter put a post up about uh, an, announcement, an, an announcement being made and you've let the cat out of the bag. He's going to be moving to the soul train or the groove train or something in the evenings. <laughs> the night train. The night train. The night train. The sorry, night sorry. Train. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a... Well, that's an interesting move, I think. Um, seen him move, but but you know I, I guess in a way uh, one of the things is that he can look look forward to. Um, Arena would be um, not having to get up early hours of the morning, eh? Yeah, that's a hard thing, uh, as most people know. Um, I've been hosting a breakfast show here at NABFM in Pyro for oh, I don't know how many years now, Keithy. Many many years, just as long as uh, the was. And I think to adjust to the body and everything to get up, and I'm guessing most times at night. He's uh, getting ready to have a morning nice and early so he can get up and um, be ready for his brekkie show. But, hey, that's just how it is, how, um, you know, life changes you. And adjusting to the nights, I know he's a busy man at night. He loves entertaining and uh, being out there with the uh, crowd and doing his thing as he does. And, yeah, it is a big change um, to hear that all come on through. I was like JT when I seen it on his um, Facebook status. I saw end of an era. I'm thinking, hmm. oh no, another one of the old schoolers are uh, finishing up within the EV radio <laughs> network because there's not many of us left now, mate. Uh, no. This young young lot are coming on through and being introduced to the industry. And I know I'm up in uh, 50 day at the uh, training coming up on the 19th and 20th. It'll be interesting to see the uh, new new kids on the block coming through with an EV radio. But no, nah, I want to wish uh, Wiz uh, all the best on the uh, on the night show there and the night train. And um, yeah. Be interesting. Will be very, very interesting. I look forward to watching some of his live stuff in yes. studio and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll be almost one of the co-martu uh, uh, around the Niwi Radio now, way Reno. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, when you think of uh, today, well, six more days to go. Ninth of March when I started back in uh, way back in the day. Uh, so thirty years, mate. Uh, that's a long time. I feel like a dinosaur, wow. and yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to see. Now, uh, EV Radio's progress on the days of uh, the 45s, 72s, yeah. 33s, what I'm talking about is records, and then come on through the cassette tapes and then uh, the CDs, then obviously where we are now in the uh, digital world. But, you know, I've seen progress over the years. Uh, some go and uh, move on to other and bigger things and come back to radio. Um, seen some sad ones pass away, but very, very few of us now, Keith, the, uh, mm. you know, I'm talking about Ra. I met Ra way back yep. in the early 90s. And they still got the same haircut, I see. So, 
nothing changes there and um yeah it's just the way it is you know just good to share the knowledge now mate and i know wiz has been around for a long time and exactly. yeah good on him uh good on him to hang in there mate and guys like yourself keithy i know i've met you through the industry and you're out there and um you know you're still wearing your little poor tie mate so don't change that oh never will never will mate and then also, JT, I know you've had a little bit of experience. Certainly nothing like the experience Reno has, but you've certainly had a little bit of a taste in radio, haven't you? Yeah, it stems back to about 1987, I think, when Radio Ngāti Pro wow. first started up. I was uh, still on school holidays uh, during the summer period, and I asked for some volunteers, so I went down there, and, oh, gee, back then, mate, there was the Jolly Solly Show, which was... Paul Sonnet, one of the local uh, identities up in Muratoria. Um, Nanny Matek Haiwai had a show going. Uh, Nancy Loft, who I think uh, had a stint at 89 FM later on in life. Uh, yeah, mate, so going back to that far, that sort of got me interested. I finished my schooling and then um, got involved with a radio training course. That's where I first met Ra back in 19... Oh, gee, 1990, I think, with Russell yep. Braithwaite. We ran yep. a, a little uh, training station there called uh, 96.2 FM, the Sound Alternative. Uh, and then from there, we progressed to uh, the, the Takakano uh, with yep. Bruce Byrne and Kenny Westrip. And so that's where Ra was on that one again. And it was uh, Ray Rōpata, uh, Teresa Wells was on that one as well, Daryl, yep. Ahuriri, um, the late Hari Kepa, Media Tepa, just trying to think of the names, mate. So there was a few of us on that one, and then that's obviously progressed into what we have now with uh, the likes of you and, and Walter and uh, everyone else involved with Tūranga FM and Matai. So, mate, yeah, it's an interesting journey. Sometimes I wonder if I had stuck with it, where would I be now? Uh, you, know, but, you know, you get different cards in life, and I've got an opportunity to come to Australia, and I'll stop it. You know, that's me, I'm out of here. And, but good to see the likes of yourselves and, and Reno uh, further up the line and keep the the flame uh, burning, and, uh, mate, you're doing some good work, and, um, yeah, well done to you all involved in the iwi radio industry. Now, I also uh, remember seeing or recall seeing um, on Facebook that your old mate, is it Willie James, he's also um, uh, kind of like, uh, is he hosting a show himself over there in, in Aussie? Yeah, so, so Monday mornings he's on a show uh, on a Brisbane radio station here for, from 6am till 8am. 8, 8 so, uh, you know, bright and early in the morning for him, uh, Monday mornings. So he talks, well, he's just pretty much, it's a, it's a, I think it's a spawn or a full-time mate. He gets right. on there and talks lots of interest. Someone <laughs> <laughs> else finds interesting and has a bit of a corridor and a lot of laughing. So I've had the, uh, the pleasure of ringing up and having a, having a bit of a chat to him for a couple of minutes on, on, on the show there and, yeah, mate, it's 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 good. So we've uh, a bit of a presence for our people up over here in uh, in Australia. So did did full time introduce him to uh, that passion of uh, going into radio, or was he always uh, been doing stuff like that? Oh, look, I'm not going to let the truth stand in the way of a good story. Of course, it's full time. You know, he, he, there, there, there was a switch ignited in his brain, and he said, "Look, I've got to go on radio. I'm a natural at it." And uh, you know, lo and behold, here he is, uh, three or four months later, he's got his own show, and, mate, he's kicking goals. Indeed, indeed. Great stuff, because I remember him when he when he uh, first came on full-time. Uh, it was great to be able to talk to him, and I know he, uh, what was he? He was definitely uh, a Broncos follower, isn't he? And, uh, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, mate, I remember listening, we did the big build-up to Willie, oh, uh, Willie James, and he goes, 
Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, kill the bird. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, come on. <laughs> 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 but he got through in the end. And uh, another interesting uh, thing about that was he talked about the Broncos. And he goes, yeah, no, I like the Broncos. They've got a lot of good players. They've got a lot of uh, Polynesian brothers. <laughs> I think he was going to slip in another word there, which I won't repeat online. <laughs> <laughs> Please, that's the top man, one of the best entertainers over here in Australia. Yeah. Been doing it for you know, up to nearly 40-odd years, so, yeah, very good. Yeah, excellent stuff. And, of course, uh, he still um, uh, does the, is it the Gizzy, Gizzy Day over there too, eh? Yeah, yeah, very much the main man in, in terms of organising the Gizzy Day and uh, a couple of other little events too. He's got a couple of still um, um, regular singing gigs he does. Uh, one of them on a Sunday morning, I think, at one of the markets here, so you can catch him up uh, bright and early on a Sunday morning for about three or four hours. And another one once a month at uh, one of the one of the fish and chip shops up around uh, South Brisbane. Uh, once a month, and that gets a lot of people, a lot of a lot of the people right. from home go along, feed and listen to Willie sing. And and mate, what we do here, he talks a lot of the brown stuff as well, which is always you know good for a laugh. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Hey, well, we had him on our show. So, so, he, so he was certainly in good company, I dare say. Anyway, yep. um, <laughs> uh, let's move on to a bit of sport. Uh, of course, we had uh, a couple of rugby games um, last night, eh, uh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, into week three, mate. And uh, everyone's uh, whacked out week one and two. That's done dusted last night. Uh, actually, 20-odd uh, years where it all started for the Hurricanes. Uh, they ventured back into, well... Familiar territory down in Palmerston North, the Essential Energy Trust Stadium. I tell you what, uh, even though it was a bit of history there, 20 odd years I've played uh, there, and it was like watching history all over again, watching the Canes. Um, it was great, a great game. Uh, just throwing the ball around, just mm. letting their skills come on through. And, you know, we saw Big Nani get three tries. Great to see Colsey back out there, made in two tries. One of those on the wing, showing some of the wingers how to score it and dive in the corner, feet up in the air, stuff you see in the NRL and everything like that. But that was a good win. Everyone thought the Brumbies were in with a shot after demoralising the Chiefs. But, um, yeah, they got pretty um, shut down, 43-13, 30 points of difference there. And the Canes, Canes of old, mate. And uh, everyone would have been impressed watching that game last night. Yeah, well, obviously, I mean... Uh... It was obviously a good game. Big thrashing, um, considering that the uh, Hurricanes, of course, they went down to the um, Crusaders last weekend. Uh, and, and, of course, um, I think it was the Brumbies who toasted up the, the Chiefs last weekend too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You're right. And uh, I think uh, that's just turned around a week later. And now the Brumbies are feeling like the Chiefs were when they toasted them up because mm. the exact same thing happened to the Brumbies. So we're talking uh, halfway through the week, halftime, and uh, anything's possible on these days now. And you just take one game at a time. Everyone would have thought the Brumbies were in there with a shot against the Canes, but the Canes came out and played and um, just showed that yeah, there would have been no team that would have been able to beat the Canes last night. They right. were just on form, yeah. throwing the ball willy-nilly. Uh, everything just seemed to work. Yeah, it was just well, well put together, and they deserved that win. And 30 points, it could have been even more, mate. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, they were really on last night. Because they got up, they got up quite early, didn't they? I mean, like um, they were ahead within about the first, what was it, five ten minutes? They were up in a big way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, the, the machine was just running, but um, 
oh, that's another week done for them and uh, the Canes will go home and it seems to be a pretty good uh, playing field for them down there in Palmerston in front, front of their, uh, well, one of their franchises, one of the two, the Turbos. Yes. Yeah. But next week they'll uh, take on, I see, uh, back in Wellington, they've got the Highlanders. So that'll be another mm. tough one for them next week for the Canes. And indeed. And talking about the Highlanders, of course, they got beaten last night by the Rebels. I don't know if it was kind of a shock for the Highlanders fans. Maybe. What do you reckon there, Reno? Yeah, maybe for the fans, obviously, but uh, this Rebels team's been running hot, and ex-Tokoro boy uh, now playing, of course, uh, back there. Uh, Quade Cooper was mm. the only moment at the end there uh, with his offload, and the Rebels snuck home uh, 24-19. So, yeah, one of those games could have gone either way, but um, you would have thought the Landers might have got over them, but, hey, there's a big support behind this Rebels team, which is good to see in Melbourne. Um, obviously, we know it's a stronghold for the AFL, and, They've got the Storm team up there, JT's team, but good to see the Rebels come through. Rewind the clock back all those years ago, they were down at the bottom. Uh, yeah. But now they're up there and uh, competing this year. And, yeah, this whole competition's really open because uh, we've talked about it before, the end of the year World Cup and some of the players being rested. But good on the Rebels. Uh, deserved their win last night against the Highlanders, 24-19. Big game just down the road um, this, uh, this evening. Uh, the Chiefs will be hosting the Sunwolves. Uh, it's been good to see the uh, Japanese uh, fans following their team and should be a big night, actually. The weather's good here, so hopefully we'll see a lot of running. Uh, also, tonight, the Reds and the Crusaders at Suncorp. That's going to be a big game, actually. I was talking to you half, mm-hmm. at halftime, and I'm thinking the uh, Reds might pull an upset there. Then, of course, tomorrow, the Lions and the Bulls, the Sharks and the uh, Stormers. Yeah. Um, well, let's go back to the uh, Highlanders. Now, um one of the things, and I think I mentioned this right from the very get-go before when the season first started, is about the the All Blacks not, you know, not being allowed to play. And of course, they had a number of key Ben Smith, Aaron Smith, and I think it was Luke White, Whitelock, who um, were stood down for um, the Highlanders games against the the Brum uh, the, the Rebels. And, and, and you know, one of the things that I don't like is the fact that. Um, it kind of, in my opinion, anyway, it, it disturbs, I think, the, the flow, well, it, it disturbs the continuity, um, you know, especially if you, you, you're just, um, you know, standing down all blacks just for a World Cup. I mean, I just don't like it. I know we discussed this on um, on, uh, on on Wednesday as well, the arena, but um, yeah. I, I'm just, you know, I think that kind of plays into the loss but it just doesn't help with uh, Super Rugby overall. What do you reckon? You know, you're mostly right, Keith. You look, you take a look at one key man at half, uh, which is Aaron, Aaron Smith came yeah. on against the Chiefs, and look what he sparked. He got the winning try every time he comes on. So, uh, yeah, you're right, mate. Uh, when these players aren't missing, you kind of think maybe it's just a, you know, a few games short of a six-pack. The whole team doesn't get their good run going on, but that's the way it is in a World Cup year. And I think... Uh, Every World Cup year, we're just going to have to get used to it. And it gives the opportunities for these uh, new guys coming on through to show why they deserve a super franchise. doesn't matter what team it is, whether it's here, South Africa or Australia. They've just got to pick it up. And um, if they come short of it, look, it's only five-point loss. A loss is a loss. They get a bonus point. But, yeah, you're right. Um, it is going to have an effect. And that's just the way this year will run out with Super Rugby on all teams. So. Yeah. 
I, I don't like it. I'm like you, I'm not a fan of it, but I, 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 I think, think that's just something we're going to have to get used to going forward, mate. I don't think I'll ever get used to it there, Reno. Something tells me I'm not going to get used to it. You know, in my opinion, yeah, you, 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 play yeah, you and I, you and I won't, and, and and a lot of the fans won't. But um, it's just something we're going to have to, uh, I suppose, come to grips with. The mate, next and get generation, used to just yep. the way it's moving. Yep. Yeah, it's a whole new generation game. You know, me, you, and JT, we're from the years of the old school, the hard knock stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's just all changed. Everything's changed. Oh, over the I years know, and, and I understand why it changes. I understand it, but in my opinion, you should play your All Blacks, your best players should be playing. If they get injured, well, that's just part of the game. I mean, you know, it, it, it happens. We've got plenty, in my opinion, and we discussed this on Wednesday, we've got plenty of depth there, you know, and it's not like back in 2011, we had, um, you know, we had injuries uh, galore. We had injuries galore, but we still were able to win that World Cup, and, and it was due to our depth that we had over the years, and, and, and I don't think this is, well, I don't know, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's not, we'll never know, at the end of the day, I know Ra Walker will say, as long as we win that World Cup um, at the uh, at the end of this year, I mean, that's more that, that's what matters the most, but um, yeah, I don't like it, either way, you know, whatever people say, I don't like it, eh, eh Reno? Yeah, you should become a politician, mate. <laughs> become a politician. I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, Ra is right, mate. It's the William Webb, Webb Ellis Trophy, and that's all it is. That's all it's focused on. Yeah. And, hey, you know, forget about it. No one will talk about the Ireland losses last True. year. or True. No one will talk about Super Rugby, who won that. Uh, once you're into that mole from September through to November 2nd, uh, that's all it's going to be focused on for most, you know. Uh, for Rugby Mad Nation country like us here, um, that's all they're going to worry about. So you don't even see many people at the games these days. They try. You don't even get people they watching tried. a lot of the Super Rugby mm. on telly these days. So they're just focused and waiting for one thing, and that's the um, hopefully a three P for the ABs. But that's another story, mate. We'll get to there. Yeah. It's a long way yet. Now um, the Haguaris also they go up against the Blues. The Blues smarting off a loss. You know they had a very promising start to the season. They were knocked back um, last week, of course, uh, back to um, uh, back to reality, I guess it was. But uh, you know, it's going to be a hard, tough game for the for the Blues over there in Argentina, eh? Yeah, it will be, mate. They'll uh, come out firing the uh, the old Argies as they do. The crowd does, and I think the Blues to uh, help out Leon McDonald, who's coaching there, and obviously a few of the other hierarchy behind the scene. Uh, they need to come away with the uh, win. The pressure's on the Blues. They need to come home with something. Yeah, exactly. Now, JT, I know the um, the NRL, and I, I'm pretty sure that you must be uh, getting ready for it. That, that's going to be coming along in a couple of weeks, is it? Yeah, mate, March the 14th, Thursday. It's a couple of weeks away, the first matches between uh, my side, the Storm, and the Broncos down in Melbourne. So, yeah, not too far away. And thank goodness, because it's been the off-season from hell with all the off-field drama, Otten and Tony. Had came to some sort of resolution earlier in the week with Todd Greenberg announcing different sanctions and penalties against uh, various players involved in different scandals over the period. So yeah, looking forward to some some footies, a bit of a, some trials on uh, over the next couple of days, and then uh, yeah, we're into it. Lock yourself in, and boom, we're away. Yeah, I know. Looking forward to it. You must be looking forward to uh, the up and coming season in the NRL, eh, um, Reno. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, I'm same as JT, I miss it, you know, um, I watch a bit of Super League stuff, just doesn't cut the mustard yeah. for me, 
uh, enjoyed the indigenous stuff and yeah, let the excitement uh, come on in a couple of weeks. And I know the Warrior boys are up in Whangarei and uh, Benji and the Fano up there as well. The Tigers are in town. Pre-season's gone all pretty good, so everything's working out well for them. Um, everyone rang up, hey, your bloody Warriors beat the Storm last week. Said, Who cares? It's only pre-season. It's nothing, you know. So wait till the big game starts and then it'll change around. But yeah. everyone's working it out, giving the young guys a bit of a run, mate. Um, another season ahead for them. Steve Kearney signed up to 2022. Mm. And, yeah, welcome to 2019, I would guess, in a few weeks. I'm excited and can't wait and uh, look forward to mid-season with Origin. And then the ladies come out to play. I see we got international series confirmed in October now. So yeah, mate. Yeah, count down two weeks. Look forward to it. Um, you you are right though, eh, JT? There has been a bit of a off-field shenanigans, I suppose, going on. Which um, uh, you know, I I don't know why why people tend to focus on it, but um, they certainly do, eh? Yeah, I think what's happened is they've announced some new rules. So they've only just announced those earlier this week. Uh, and to my way of thinking, a lot of the, the offences, particularly the Dylan Marple one, was from five years ago. Right. So those who are not familiar with what happened there, um, he was filmed having sex yes. with uh, a female. Nothing illegal with that, uh, uh, you know, about that. Um, I'm sure we've got tapes of those under the in the side drawers, haven't we? <laughs> or was it just me? <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> magazines, bro. Magazines. Good old magazines. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, he's been pinged... Uh, I think it's 10% of his salary for this year. I just think it's a bit off. He's done nothing wrong. He didn't yeah. even put the video footage out there. Someone else did, and it's just a bit strange that he's been pinged since he's left the Roosters. Uh, everyone that knows rugby league knows the Roosters have quite a bit of a, mm. a bit of leverage in terms of the NRL with um, with their boss, Nick. Uh, right. I predict the Greek fella. So, look, I just think yeah. it's a big, um, Scott Bolton. He's been pinged. <clears throat> Sorry, 5% of his... Um, salary for this year and he's also had to go and uh, talk to different um all the club captains and address them and try and sway the players and you know about what his situation and try to talk to him about doing that sort of stuff he got uh, done for uh, indecent assault uh, last year dylan walker another player he's his case is still before the jury so he's probably going to be deregistered apparently uh, jack de is up on uh, sexual allegation charges and he has been told that he's not allowed to play Mm. Uh, so it's yeah, it's, it's a bit funny, mate. These these uh, new rule changes. Um, you know, I think they've split the rugby league community down the middle. Particularly the Dylan Marple. one. That's the one I'm disappointed with the most. He's done nothing wrong, yeah. nothing illegal. Yeah. And he's uh, been sort of hung out to dry, I think. Yeah. It certainly sounds like that. Anyway, we'll talk about it more uh, after the break here on Fault. On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com.
You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. Welcome to our second session here on full time. Want to send another shout out going out to the uh, to Racetrack Motors, of course. They're our sponsors down there on Gray Street. Go and check them out. Now, before we get back into it, just want to send another shout-out going out to um, to my whānau, my, the Niwa Pāinga whānau. They've kind of um, uh, going, a number of them are anyway, going out on the uh, waka hoi, um, uh, like that double hull um, waka that is out on the bay today. Uh, we also have set up that our whānau go out there next week, and I'll be hopefully being able to jump out onto the ocean next week. So I want to send a big kilter going out to the whānau, going out on the waka, um, going to do a bit of sailing. Anyway, back into um, full-time. Uh, so uh, tell me, what's been hap- what else has been happening with um, rugby league? I mean, th- I, in my opinion, I think what um, Napa, Napa did, hey, it's like you said, JT, it's just really, it's not illegal. How can they even get away with, you know, finding him and, and giving him the, you know, it's just stupid in my opinion. And I dare say a lot of other rugby league people's opinions too. Oh, look, you know, you've you got the, the righteous do-gooders out there who probably take offence to it, but he's done nothing uh, illegal. Uh, and, and the thing that's really annoyed me was that the could have been suspended for various yeah. So he's with a new club, and the poor Bulldogs are paying, you know, big good money to yes. get him across to their club. Yeah. And they're going to be punished for something they had nothing to do with, which yeah. was out of their hands. They're out of his hands, too, so. I mean, <laughs> he's not going to be suspended any game time, but uh, still, he's be stunned 10% of your, of your salary yes, for the year. Exactly. I mean, if that was you, Keith, you're on, what, 500 grand a year? <laughs> grand. That's a lot, a lot mate. Salary. <laughs> That you'd have to lose, so you'd have to probably leave the Bentley parked up for the rest of the year. Oh, mate. yeah, that'll be terrible. Terrible. Might have to walk to work. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just if don't... It, if, it was, if it was Keithy, it would have been the number one downloaded movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I doubt that, but... Yeah, thanks thanks for that, Reno. <laughs> but, oh, I don't know, man. I just... I don't know what what the heck is going on. In this world, when, when when people are getting stung for things that aren't even illegal, I mean, there's something wrong in this world when when things like that happen, AJT. Eh, oh, absolutely, Keith. You know, people get offended at the most ridiculous things these days, and uh, it just you know it just irks me and makes me want to cry. <laughs> right now, um, 
one of the things we were talking about uh, during the break, hey, Reno, was um, is it the Pacific Islanders um, have been, what well, is it this year, uh, looking at maybe um, boycotting the World Cup, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I'll just rewind it up to what it actually is. It's yeah. a whole new proposal of what they're going to call the World League. So it's uh, all the rugby big guns coming together. So obviously the Northern Hemisphere, uh, we know they have the Six Nations up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know we have our international series down here in the Southern Hemisphere. Obviously that's us, Australia, South Africa and Argentina. What they're wanting to do is to collaborate the two together is an umbrella of the World League Again, using that name league, I don't know why they used it, but that's what they want to call it. And it's where the six nations will play against the international games. Uh, That will happen every three years, not a World Cup year. And obviously everyone's thinking to themselves, well, where does the Pacific Island nations come into this? So there has been a stance on this from uh, the New Zealand Rugby Union. Uh, Captain Kieran Reid for the All Blacks is against it. And a few of the... Uh, super Rugby players in the general public here in Aotearoa, they're not all for the uh, World League to come together, obviously. I think the damning report, though, what's come out and released from this is that word missing Pacific Island teams. Mm. Uh, the nations, uh, earlier on you asked me a bit about what's happening there. Hey, it's uh, all to do with the Pacific Island players now. You've got to feel sorry for them because they've been trying to get a team into our Super Rugby comp and into many comps uh, over the years gone by. I enjoy watching the Pacific Island teams play like everyone else does, but not to be included or anywhere. They're going to be excluded, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga. So the uh, call-out now for the Global League is for these nations to, um, as they would say, mull, or better-known word, boycott this year's Rugby World Cup. That is currently in the plan at the moment. So uh, it's kind of turned the World Cup that's going to be happening in September up in the year, mate, because we may not have a Pacific Island team playing in that World Cup, three of them. So we'll see what happens. Right. Well, this is an interesting predicament. Um, uh, How did this particular situation... I mean, obviously, um, I guess that's how this particular situation came up, was with this World League and... Uh, is that what, 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 what's kind of happened? Because of this World League thing and not including the Pacific Islanders, as they usually don't get included, that's what's kind of forced their hand? Is, is that what you're trying to say here? Yeah, yeah, very similar to that. I suppose uh, JT could elaborate more on this. Uh, if we go back to the days of the NRL and Super League, you know, they tried to get their big whole competition going back was it what, nine, in the mid to late 90s or early 2000s. It's very similar. It's uh, typical of the Northern Hemisphere trying to incorporate something to make it bigger. I'm guessing there's a lot of um, ting-tings, a lot of putia behind all of this type of stuff. But that's, that's the bottom line, mate. They're just yes. trying to create a whole that's new uh, comp. Yeah. That's, that's, well, not just a whole, a whole new comp competition, but trying to generate more money. I, I'm not sure who the money is going for, but that's what I, I, I see. As um, they're, they're just trying to, well, that's what do you reckon? I think they're just trying to generate a whole bunch of money for oh, who knows, who knows what for. What do you reckon, Reno? Yeah, it is money driven, I would guess, but I suppose trying to expand it, but mate, it's going to cost a lot. It's going to cost a yes. fortune. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what what's JT's Ficardo on this, bro. Oh, I just don't like how they've used the word league, mate. It confuses everyone. League is rugby league, and, right? You know, yes. Rugby. And I think, once again, the arrogance of rugby union administrators, particularly the ones from the Northern Hemisphere, mm. 
those no bounds, and here they are trying to run roughshod over our poor Polynesian brothers and sisters. And also, I think other unions too, like Canada, they're probably going to miss uh, miss out on, on on being involved in this. And they're doing some good work up there, I'd imagine, in terms of trying to grow a rugby union. But uh, look, I want to use a saying that one of my aunties, Aroha uh, Hamid, uses, and it's uh, something along the lines of: if you're not at the table, if you haven't got a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. And I think that's where the Polynesian the Pacific Island teams are. They're just being eaten up and basically raped and pillaged for their playing stocks and, and getting very little in return. In fact, I'd say nothing in return. So uh, I've just read something while we've been off, while, uh, while we're having a break, that uh, the Polynesian boys from other sides uh, around the world are being asked to boycott the World Cup. And uh, so, yeah, look, I, mean, I, I just think it's disgraceful and absolutely disgusting, but not surprising uh, given. Uh, rugby union administrators and their history. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I agree. But also, an opportunity for rugby league to try and strike while the iron's hot. Mm. Mm. If they can sway from those people towards it, because I mean, absolutely, my no doubt about it. The Fijians in particular are more suited to rugby league. They like getting the ball and running with it, and you know, having a go. All that rucking and mauling, whatever else you call that rubbish, <laughs> is just too technical. No, no, no. no no disrespect, but you look, that's why they're good at sevens, mate, because it's more open, yeah. it's more free than your typical 15-a-side dirge, which is just, uh, mate, boring on. In my opinion, I'm sure Reno will back me up, but a lot of people will. They're just borders on boredom, absolute boredom, all those scrums and lineouts and scrums again and what's happening now, they're kicking. So I'm sure the Fijians in particular would love to have a crack at rugby league and, you know, the Tonga especially, they're, they're going great guns at the moment. Um, mm. So, yeah. There's a big, you know, middle finger to all those administrators out there. I'd like to see them come across and give rugby league a try. It must. I reckon it is the administrators just trying to. I don't know, bung up the works. What do you reckon, Reno? Totally, totally. It's that hierarchy up in that northern hemisphere. Look, you know what they're like. We know yes. what they're like. Uh, bloody old gits, and yep. and all about. It's all about the money. Um, and how it all works. Uh, it's following money. It's all about money. It's money-driven, yep. and it's going to kill the Pacific game. We as a country here in Aotearoa have a lot of Polynesians playing the game of rugby through Super Rugby, through all the other levels. You look at the youth coming on through uh, predominantly, and it's just massive. College rugby, it's huge. And we as a country, yes. and I agree with the need to uh, drive that and keep them in the game. Um, if we don't, well, hey, like JT said, they can switch to league. Fiji Rugby League at the World Cup, Played really, really well. Much yeah. of the best you'll ever see. He is right. They are a running nation uh, player. They just love it. And rugby's getting boring uh, because yeah. all the more stops start to kick back and forth and all these stupid rules now yes. is uh, turning people away from the game. And there's too much too because here in our country, we give nearly every blooming weekend there's a rugby on. You know, yep. on the TV being televised, there's something going on. Card, you just get oversaturated with it. Yep. So, um, yes. And then when you bring this type of competition into it, um, you know, you try and work out the costs and how much it's going to cost on sponsors net when you fly them back and forth to the northern and the back. Okay, you may get a few people uh, turning up to the games, which will be good. I reckon profit margins will be great, but I don't think it's a good comp. Uh, I'm not for it. Uh, I'm like many of the others, and I support the Pacific Island brothers out there as well because um, I want to see the Pacific game grow. Uh, otherwise... Uh, so be it. Some of the uh, teams like your Tonga, Fiji, uh, maybe a bit of a rebuild in Samoa in the 13-man uh, game, the Rugby League, might take dominance and they should jump on this. So, yeah, I think it's a um, done concept. 
and obviously too. they must have sat around their table and recorded all about it. I, I think I, I know where the idea came from as well. I think that I know where the idea came from. Now, I am, uh, you know, I play a lot of um, games, I dare say, you know, video games. And there was a particular game, I, I, I think it was, it was definitely a rugby game. It was a rugby game, and that is, was part of the, if you were, made it to the internationals, I think I was playing New Zealand, obviously, that um, there was a, I think that might have been what it was called too, the World League, the Rugby World League. And because um, uh, it's been a while since I've played this this particular uh, video game, but um, you, you played your team and you got to play, you know, um, the Tri-Nations along with the um, Six Nations. So I think that might be where they came from. I'm, now, I'm not sure because... I haven't played that game in like oh, I don't know maybe uh, eight nine years, but um, yeah, you're, you're right though. You're right. You you can do all that stuff. You can uh, combinate all uh, competitions worldwide. Whether you go to the uh, African competition or after the Heineken competition up in the yep. northern hemisphere, you're right. Uh, you can go through to the Japanese. You can combinate the whole lot, and you kind of make your dream team up as well. You know, I remember when Jonah came out with his game, everyone made a whole team of Jonah Lomu, who's yes. 15, and he could beat everyone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that whole concept from the gaming world, uh, it sounds like uh, eight to ten years later, Keith, when you were playing, um, yeah, but that, maybe that's... coming into reality, as but, things do. Yeah, and that, that was the tournament that they had. They had a particular world league where certain teams got to play each other twice, I think it was, you know, um, if I remember correctly. It's just been such a while, I'd have to do some more research and try and remember and get back to you guys on that but I think that might be where it, uh, that particular idea came from now I remember what seeing something on social media now I wasn't sure at the time what it was about but I do remember reading somebody talking about um, obviously the Pacific Islands uh, they were talking about I think it was either Samoa or Tonga um, one guy in particular not a Pacific Islander by the way one guy was saying that, you know, the islands just can't look after themselves. You know, you give them money and they go and waste it. Uh, and, and I didn't quite click on to what it was really about, but this is what I think this is about. Um, one of the things is why they're trying to um, not include the Pacific Islanders could be possibly that particular reason is because of, obviously, like I said, money, isn't it? All seems to come down to money, eh, Reno? Well, everything does these days, mate. Uh, everyone talks about money and power of money, and I hate hearing those comments when they talk about a certain uh, race. When they get money, they go and blow it. Well, you know, when yes. you've gone for the just gone through the recent week of what this country has gone through with one particular company, lost thirty-six million dollars. A former prime minister who's now a dame, yep. and uh, got herself in the strike with Mainzeal. You don't get much of that media, but as soon as it's the old, and I'll say it, the brownies they get involved with money, and something hits the fan, bro. Uh, it gets exposed everywhere, it you know, I get whole with those kind of comments. Yeah, oh, me too, me too, because, you know, uh, I mean, whilst people do say that it does happen, but, you know, when, when people fling money at you, you, that's what people do, they spend it. Sometimes the wrong people tend to spend it. I mean, it's hard to, hard to know, but, yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens or what occurs from from this whole thing um, at the end of the day there, um, Reno. 
It'll be a real interesting. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, I, I would guess, mate. Uh, I would be. I uh, like watch the space. I think now they've kind of uh, going to try and save and turn it all around, save face, and uh, make sure that these Pacific Island teams will be part of the World Cup uh, because so much money is involved in Japan. Japan's got a huge uh, money market over there as well, and that's the last thing they will want to do because the influx into the Japanese market, predominantly there are a lot of Polynesian players that play over there. So this will be the last thing that the Japanese will want to hear, a possible boycott from the uh, Pacific nations. That will be the last thing. Mm. So they'll fight this uh, stupid proposal at the moment, I guarantee you. They'll throw everything at it because... They yes, want they to celebrate the game of rugby, and they're trying to build it in Japan. It's a massive market up yep. there, and yeah, for this news to come through, that would have um, got them with a bit of an uproar. And I'm hoping we don't see a boycott. I hope they uh, squash this proposal, and they can revisit it sometime, but they've kind of come out in the wrong time of the year when it's the World Cup year. I agree. Absolutely agree. What else is happening uh, out there, Reno? Yeah, well, I suppose for all the motorsport fans, mate, it doesn't get any bigger than the V8 supercars. So back into 2019 season, good to have your sponsor on board with the show. Obviously, working down there with selling cars and everything. They were looking forward to uh, the V8s going around Adelaide this weekend. They got into it yesterday. Uh, the launch of the new Ford Mustang for all the Ford fans out there. Scotty McLaughlin, the uh, defending champion, just sneaking home over Jamie Wincup to get the provisional pole after uh, second practice and. He's got that muzzy pretty well uh, all sorted. But it's coming down to the big names again. Uh, Penske Ford, or DJ Ford, uh, up against Red Bull Holder, mate. So it's uh, Wincup Van Gisbergen up against, of course, uh, McLaughlin and Coulthard. And you've got a couple of other ones in the Munster. But, yeah, everyone's excited about it. Um, so much come into it now. Technology into V8 motorcars now. And, you know, the ambient of the track, the temperatures, the weather pattern. It all comes to a major factor. The extra uh, one hundredth of a second really can uh, make a difference in the race. Uh, yeah, it's the first one. It's, it's exciting uh, as we head into another season for motorsport fans on the uh, V8 supercars. And of course, we've got the um, North Island uh, Sidecar Championships, which are happening um, tonight, I believe, down at um, is it Eastland Group Raceway? I think they call it these days. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you got big, big meat down there, mate. Yeah. And I know a lot of your Gizzy fans are up there in Auckland and Waikaraka Park. Uh, the Gizzy Giants are going through with the teams racing. So uh, good to see all them boys up there, and ladies, and their families supporting your Gizzy team. And yeah, that's good. Hey, also uh, the New Zealand Golf Open down there in uh, Queenstown uh, got off and underway. Uh, amateur player was leading only the other day. Uh, Ryan Fox, man, this guy's been living in a plane back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Bugger or sleek gets back out there on the green and uh, just struggled a bit, bit of jet lag. But that's what you get when you go back from New Zealand, Mexico, New Zealand, Mexico, New Zealand, Perth, mm-hmm. and come back in. You've got to play a tournament. It's hardcore. But good to see old Michael Jackson, the Titahi kid, back out uh, Michael Jackson, Michael, Michael uh, Campbell, Campbell yeah. back out there, bro, playing. And yeah, no, it's cool, man. And it's here, Bob Charles, and that's mm. a New Zealand golf open. Mm, true. True that. Uh, also, um, well, it was an interesting thing, I suppose, was um, Matatini now, JT. I'm not sure if you were, were able to catch uh, much of it over there in Aussie, but, uh, of course, that took off um, uh, down there in Wellington. Uh, did you happen to catch any of it at all there, um, JT? Yeah, I, I made a point of sitting aside. I looked at the timetable for when all the uh, Pirate groups yeah. were performing. They could only party half from up home from up at Rotorio. They were... Uh, second group on day one. Um, 
Yeah, I thought they got a pretty good performance. Hagar Amaita, 50, is always we're very polished. Uh, Waihi Dede as well. Uh, what's the other one? Tu, te Manoa Mauri from Manatuki and yeah. uh, Te Akai from out at uh, Patatahi Way. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, our region very, very well represented. So, uh, through, of course, into the into the final round, and I thought Tangara, the haka, that one about Captain Cook, mate, that was an absolute <laughs> legendary. And I think every person from the East Coast should learn that one. Mm. And when they do Captain or Captain Cook arriving, we should all get in there and do it. Because, uh, that's, that's the real deal. Typical Derek Lardelli. Lots of good uh, actions and certainly some very heartfelt uh, kupu in that haka as well. Uh yeah, but congratulations to the winners, uh, Tim Monaco from uh, from Auckland, from round Hawaii, one to Team Marae. Yeah. First time win for them, and uh, mate, uh, it's, it's just you know it's the World Cup of, of Kapahaka, and I, I must admit I sort of I fell away from that sort of thing for a few years. Or when you, when you, when it gets pushed into you as a kid and you don't mm. really don't want to do stuff, you know I, I sort of turn my back on it. But now, as I've gotten a bit older and realised, you know it's 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 um, the real deal, real deal in, in the business and lots of effort and you know. Perspiration and uh, blood, sweat, and tears. No doubt goes into getting those groups to where they are on that final, uh, on the final day there, and also the ones that made that uh, the, the three days prior. So, mate, yeah, Matatini, looking looking forward to the next one. I actually said the lowest to the wife. I said maybe we should head home to the next one and and take the kids and you know enjoy what, what it is. So, yeah, no, a good day, bro. Very good couple of days. Eden Park is where it's going to be at uh, a Reno next, the next one, a couple of years time. Yeah, yeah, 2021, mate. Uh, that's the uh, venue that I uh, popped up on the social media, pretty well confirmed. Uh, obviously not actually confirmed through the Tomatatini Incorporated Society, but I remember that a couple of years ago and everyone uh, popped up on social media and said it'd be the Cacton, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it was yeah. confirmed. So, yeah, Eden Park, um, yeah, horrible place to kind of find a park. And like I was saying on Wednesday, bro, you know, somewhere our Māori whānau uh, aren't the most patient people mm-hmm. at any time. So it might be a bit of a haka boogie before we get in there. Might be some cup haka happening before the gates open. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, you can't beat the cake tin uh, under the uh, roof there with all the stores so close to your town. You can walk. Uh, just so open. And I reckon uh, mostly a great venue for an event. Uh, we just had there last week as well. But Ina Park will bring something different and good on to Monaco. Uh, take it back home and. Yeah, you got to take your head off to all the passion, the pride, yes. all the uh, mahi that goes into every single person. What was it, 46 Ropu, 800 uh, Kaihaka there, and yeah, in their families, you know. So, like JT said, the World Cup of Kapaka and uh, the Olympics, some would call it. But bring on 2020 on, it'll be here before we know it. Now, I'm not sure if you heard about it um, there, JT, but you probably did. But apparently, the bus driver or one of the bus drivers down there in Wellington. I must have gotten too scared by the whānau, uh, from, from your whānau, from Hikurangi, because he uh, ended up not picking them up, so they had to run, bus, or catch a taxi uh, to um, to get get underway to perform. I, uh, did you hear about that? Yeah, I certainly did. I was um, fortunate enough. I'm, I'm connected through blood to a lot of other guys and, and girls in that, in that group. So uh, there was various social media posts going up, and one of them was... One of the coaches went live and, oh, you know, typical East Coast accent. <laughs> yeah, the bus driver didn't turn up. What a seat swallow. <laughs> Quite amusing to watch. And then, uh, mate, judging by the way they performed, you, you, could, you couldn't tell that they'd just had to mm. run from the Wellington train station up along that concourse, down that ramp, and into the performing, uh, basically the green room, and then uh, get ready to go on. So the, the ladies had all their makeup and whatnot done, and 
So, yeah, like I said, mate, I, I watched their performance and I, I thought they were a good account of themselves. And you wouldn't know that they, they just had to go through what must have been a pretty uh, um, nervous sort of a time having to, you know, the bus didn't turn up and then having to catch public transport. And yeah, so, mate, uh, yeah, interesting sideline there to, to, uh, to party out with Kurangi, but uh, I guess that happens and, and, and uh, you just deal with it the best yes. way you can. Well, yeah. A bit like Raul turning up today. You just deal with it. <laughs> True that. Now, uh, also one of the things that came, that came across was a was an interesting. Uh, no, there's been a number of social media things, but um, in particular, uh, Hugh Jackson. Uh, no, is it Hugh Jackman? Sorry, Hugh Jackman, who have obviously made a bit of a surprise um, visit to uh, the students up there in AUT. Did you catch any of that, there, Ramrino? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, man. This guy's the man. Eh? Well, he may be fifty, and everyone reflects on him as an actor. Obviously, more so with his Wolverine. Uh, but recently, with his movie, The Greatest Showman, he's uh, gone out there. We know he can act and everything like that. And uh, he's a heartthrob for a lot of ladies out there as well. But he's uh, got this uh, singing thing that goes with mm. him, and he's continued it on from that movie. And that's what he's brought into the country. But the emotions just came through the tears once the uh, students at AUT did the huck for him out of respect towards him and uh, him bringing the whole show here and he, he's been a huge fan at the moment of the last few days in the country uh, tickets go on sale soon I can tell you the whole show is just massive and mm. it's mm. going to sell so uh, yeah it'll sell real fast um, yeah it's just cool you know those young people young guys up there and everything the ladies like yeah he's the real deal he's um, a real cool guy behind not you know out away from the cameras and out of the limelight you know, and when you think about it, what he's been married to his wife for 20 plus odd years, nearly 30 years, not many in Hollywood last that long. No, no, that's very true. And of course, it was, um, what's that lady's name? Kiala? Kiala Settle. I, was, yep. I think it also mm. came along with her, right? Eh? And she was blown away by, uh, you know, by, by just the crowd and also um, uh, with, I think it was Wakahuya uh, did for yep. uh, at Matatini also, uh, which was pretty cool, eh? Yeah, it was, you know, and, uh, you know, she's got a powerful voice. And oh, she, yeah. She's even worth going to check out and going to be singing along with them. And just what she did in the class, I saw some video footage of that and how the whole class stood up to her and she kind of had control and Hugh saw that and straight away he says, I want her for the show, done. Mm. Uh, there's no questions about it, just the power, the mana that this lady has. And you listen to these two and she's in awe of Hugh and he's in awe of her and, well... You know, bring on the show, mate. Uh, the video, the movie's a good movie, and he's in there doing his thing as a ringmaster, and can't wait to see the live show. I, I would put it up there alongside the uh, circus show of Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Uh, Kuzar's in town at the moment, so, yeah, there's a lot of entertainment. Dig deep in your pockets, because it ain't a cheap show. No, well, I bet. I bet it isn't. Anyway, that moves us off on to, uh, well, definitely my favourite part of the show, of course, which is the end part of it where we get to release our angst that is built up over the week or over the day or whenever. So, gentlemen, let, let's just say that it's uh, time for us to... I put the boot in is going out to Ra Walker. Now, uh, for, for those of you that don't know Ra that well, he's actually got a lot of gadgets. He, he's what we would term as a gadget man. He's always got like a... You know, the latest gadget, the latest flashy gadget that there always is. He's got an iPad, you know, he probably had an iPad 10 years before iPads actually came out and stuff like that. So he, he, he when it comes to these particular gadgets, he is just inundated with them. However, 
none of his gadgets happened to work today when we were trying to get him online in order to get him on our show, onto full time. None, all of these gadgets, these flashy sort of gadgets, just didn't work for him. Um, and be, I don't know why it was, but uh, all his flashy gadgets just didn't work. So there we go. Terrell Walker, that's my... Alright, I'll put my boot into, uh, yeah, I know, uh, mate, Inspector Gadget, who would have been going, go, go, Gadget. <laughs> hey, I just want to put into uh, something different here, which is uh, a new challenge that has came out. We've had the uh, ice challenge, all this type mm. of other challenges, but this one uh, kind of turned it around this week, and it's quite disturbing. It's called the Momo Challenge. Uh, obviously, a little character created by a Japanese guy, but it has nothing to do with the current threat or messages that's frightening our youngsters out there, uh, turning the youngsters even to think about committing suicide to themselves. This is a world-disturbing uh, YouTube video clip that's come out as well. It kind of hacks into anything that kids watch. Uh, you might have kid-free uh, YouTube at the moment, but this Momo Challenger just sneaks up from under it. It's popping up everywhere, and uh, it's encouraging kids by everything to cause self-harm. So it's a scary bird, creature called a Momo, but there's someone behind it that's talking. So to the sicko who does this type of stuff, hey, I'm going to put the boot in the chair because this should not be happening on a worldwide scope, let alone uh, threatening and harming our uh, children uh, throughout the world, and let alone here in Aotearoa. You know, they watch a few of these things for education purposes, but when this Momo thing pops up, it's disturbing. So, yeah, I'll put my boot into whoever the idiot or idiots are that uh, create the uh, voiceover and the disturbance behind the Momo. My put the burden this week goes out to a bloke called George Powell, Cardinal George Powell, the highest ranking member of the Catholic Church here in Australia. Mm. I think he's one of the third ranked advisors to the Pope himself. Now, George, Georgie Ford, he's been a bad boy. He's been caught, uh, he's been found guilty of uh, 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 child sex offences against a couple of young fellas back in the mid 90s. Uh, George vehemently denies these charges, but. Uh, He's gone before a, 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 a jury of his peers. They've found him guilty. So Georgie is going to spend the rest of his life in jail considering what he's done. So you've heard of Alp on a shelf. This is going to be Pal in a cell. That's why I put the boot in. <laughs> oh, Georgie, eh? Never, never, don't know the guy personally, but obviously, you know, it's it's amazing how, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I, not to the, that I want to diss the church or anything, but how, um, how, oh, how, the church. <laughs> <laughs> how, how these things have occurred over, and I, I'm not saying over years, it has to be over centuries, AJT. Hey, it's been oh, going absolutely. on for a it's long time. Power. Absolute abuse of their power and the trust that is bestowed upon them by the by the, uh, the masses of, in my opinion, brain-dead losers that follow these types of uh, stupid things. Uh, mate, he's Georgie Porgy putting him high, he kissed the boys, and now they start to cry. So, <laughs> yeah, Georgie, you're off the jail, mate, and uh, oh, I'd love to swear and carry on, but absolutely good job and good riddance, you putrid scumbag. Now, um, Reno, this Momo challenge... You, you know, that's, 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 that's just another year, bro, of uh, ball temp, Reno. <laughs> Aussies for you, eh? Bloody Aussies. <laughs> Bloody Aussies, eh? <laughs> now, this Momo... Yeah, my... 
the, the Smomo <laughs> the Smomo challenge though, Reno. I mean, that's that's um I I, I um I heard about it yesterday. I was um, helping Martai um, with the breakfast show um, uh, uh, yesterday morning, and and I, you know it was just I was quite flabbergasted. I guess you could say um, that there was a something like that. You know, it's just kind of unreal, really, isn't it? Well, that's just the uh, world that we're in these days when it comes to the World Wide Web, bro. Uh, you get these people who want to create things to disturb and they get off on it and sometimes you get people who get paid to create this type of stuff as well. So I don't know, I don't know if you call it a hoax as such, but it's disturbing. And, you know, the biggest thing throughout the uh, last 12 months was the introduction of the game Fortnite and now all of a sudden uh, the Momo's jumping up in there through uh, PlayStation or Xbox, however they play Fortnite now. And whoever it is, um, obviously know what the hell they're doing because they're accessing uh, everything. And uh, our pops, this uh, little scary Momo thing, they call it, um, you know, scare our tamariki, bro. It's just, it's stupid. That is stupid. You know, that, 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 yeah, the ice challenge, yeah, you can get away with that stuff and other little challenges, but, you know, you had the plank, all that, but this thing is next level. I knew something like this was going to come when we spoke about the other challenges because there's so many sickos out there in the world. Mm. You look at the one that uh, JT just mentioned about that guy. Yes. You know, the world's just rattling. Oh, yeah, I'm like JT. I'm trying hard not to swear here because it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, gentlemen, it's uh, always great to be able to catch up with you here on full time on a Saturday morning. You guys enjoy um, your your your, uh, uh, your weekend, the rest of your weekend. Anyway, Reno, uh, I know that you're obviously going to be probably busy. Um, have a good one, bro. Yeah, we'll do, mate. Um, we've got an athletic ribbon day now. I'll go watch the Mukwa run his little hard out. Then I'll come home and watch the uh, weekend of uh, NRL live streams. Uh, thanks to NRL.com for your account. Get your live stream, watch all the preseason league. It's all on there, no cost. And it's be, that'll be me, mate. Uh, just kick back for the weekend, enjoy Hangi Ya Football. So, yeah, thanks, boys. Have a good weekend. And also to you, JT. Awesome to be able to catch up with you and uh, look forward to uh, catching you again next week. Yeah, look forward to it, Keith. And remember this, boys. After all is said and done, more's probably said than done. <laughs>